biohacking, performance, mastery, mindset. This is a show about getting better every single day. The Hack Life with Joe Levin. Welcome to the show. All right, I'm here with Keith Mori, founder of SGS. Super good stuff. Keith, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. We're back for round two. Round one was just so good. We couldn't fit in all the juicy nuggets in an hour. Last time I was in L.A., we talked about a ton of cool stuff. I'll just to kind of recap people. We talked. Well, well, first of all, you're the you're the founder of Super Good Stuff. And I left last time L.A. with some amazing products that you guys have I, right here. If you're watching on video, I have the immune sweetener, which I've has these beta glucans for immunity. I've been using it every day. My kids are using it in their oatmeal. They're loving it. Um, so thanks for that. I've got this Bliss bottle spray. I've been, I've been putting it on people, uh, sore muscles, and it's been doing wonders. You gave me the nasal wash, which we might have to talk about. I didn't talk about too much on the last episode, which uh, you pretty much waterboarded me and then <laughs> did some nasal nasal rinsing. But you were telling me, Joel, you have to, you have to do that because – the, the nasal passage, I want to say you said is like 100 square, 100 square feet, and it's just so uh, much. 100, yeah, 100 square feet. 100 square feet, and you said it's just so much that most people, yeah, they do a squirt of something up their nose, but they're not they're not cleaning out the nasal passages. And then the last thing I left home was was this liquid NRG, and you told me <laughs> very confidently. Yeah, you told me very confidently. You said, Joel, this gets rid of headaches in 30 seconds, I think is what you told me. I said, Okay. I, I have to tell you this. My wife had a headache the other day, and I said, try this stuff that my buddy gave me. And she's like, okay. She try- By the way, my wife is super skeptical of these kind of things. She's like, uh, okay, sure, sure, I'll try it. Headache went away. She was like, let me see the ingredients because she couldn't believe it. She goes, and she says, this stuff actually tastes good. I've never seen a product that actually tastes good and works. She couldn't believe that the both the both the two actually aligned. <laughs> so you're doing something right, my friend. I have to tell you. Well, I can tell you that product. Uh, I went to Tahoe, and um, there was a storm coming, so I wanted to leave at midnight to get beat the storm in the morning. Morning, and um, so I only took an hour nap before I left. So I worked all day, took an hour nap, and left at midnight. Drove until, got there at 11, barely, the storm was there, but I got through to the place because I was driving my Tesla, and it's not very good in the snow, I wouldn't say, <laughs> right? And um, never got tired. Every hour, hour and a half, I'd take a dropper pool, right? Sometimes two. Never got tired, felt great, got there at 11, didn't go and take a nap until two in the afternoon, two and a half. Uh, you know, you know, two two thirty. Did it for an hour and a half. Stayed up all with dinner and everything else, and then went to sleep. Never felt tired ever. Wow. And no hype, no jitters, no discomfort of any sort. And I don't know if you ever driving and you don't know how you got there. You know, because it was just like a yep. routine, and then boom, the whole twelve or whatever hours I was there. Uh, doing this, never know how I got there. I mean, yeah. my mind was always thinking about things and stuff, and it just time just went up past me. I did from um, um, Santa Fe 
The Laguna Niguel, 17 hours straight, never got tired, ever. It, it's an unbelievably great product because there's no hype, no jitters, yeah. and it's actually yeah. anti-aging. Yeah, it, I, and I can testify because I drove, uh, well, 16 hours total, but I broke my day up in six and then 10-hour days when I was driving back when I saw you in L.A., uh, back to Idaho, and uh, I was I was popping it on my way back. I was taking some dropper fulls, and so I felt great. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an amazing product, and you know I, I I was in Tahoe for my birthday. I turned sixty eight, and I feel great. I played I just played racquetball last night. I played seven games of racquetball in a league. Um, I have no knees, back, joint problems at all. You don't have to grow old, you know. There you go. I figured so, I'll, I'll, I'll take some. Uh, I'll take some right now. Why not? Yeah, it, it's better than it's coffee. Good, it, uh, much better than coffee. Um, it it basically knocks out histamine and excess cortisol. And we did. A, I actually did a little study of ten people for headaches, and um, literally, uh, we did a blood test before and a urine test. Five minutes later, we did a blood test. And 30 minutes later, we did a blood test in a urine. Literally, in five minutes, you couldn't find any histamine in the blood or the urine at all. Wow. It was gone. And 30 minutes later, um, there was literally the cortisol level was down and, um, and, and there was no uh, histamine in the blood or the urine. That's incredible because what we see too with folks with I can't say the well I could say the word but I'll try to avoid it the C word the C virus what we see with them is histamine issues the long the long the ones that are the long haulers we see histamine issues so this would be an amazing product then for anybody that's that's having that you actually when you take it if you haven't noticed your sinuses open up mm. you know okay, I mean this is just we did a test I mean we did a, a ten people clinical you know, with a doctor and everything and showing that every single person got rid of their headache. It works. It doesn't work on migraines or anything of that nature. And for um, migraines, you have another, I think you told me you have another, you have something different. Well, I have something else that supports the body for migraines. Got it. We can't say anything about migraines as a disease, but it does support the body for migraines. It uses okay. copper one, which see the problem is uh, typically uh, a tension headache is an expansion of the blood vessels because of histamine, okay? So the body says, oh, with a migraine, that says we shouldn't be expanding like this. We got to get rid of that. We're going to shrink it. The problem is they're usually more toxic people and the biofeedback loop, it overreacts and overshrinks it, causing a migraine, okay? Problem is you've used up all the histamine. <laughs> You know, it's shrinking the histamine. So to expand it back out, it doesn't expand rapidly because the biofeedback loop can't adjust fast enough. And it seems that copper one seems to speed up the neurotransmission or something and helps with and supports the body to become normal. Love it. Again. I love it. Um, so, you know, last time we left off, you started our podcast off and you said, listen, Joel, when it comes to dis-ease of the body, there's really, there's three main things, fungus and mold, low body temp, and root canals. 
And our last episode, you we got an, we had enough time. You went into fungus and mold. You covered root canals, but we missed low body temp. So I thought it'd be good to just kind of start off there and kind of talk about why that you find that to be one of the top three, uh, you know, drivers of disease. In my world, and I've been doing this for 28 years, no uh, positions that I know of really address low body temperature other than trying to, and they don't even address it unless they see it in the blood. They don't really look at low body temperature, the temperature in your, your mouth when you take it with a thermometer. They just don't look at it, typically. Um, <clears throat> I learned this when I was the first couple of years I was in business, actually probably the first year. I had a Dr. Day. He talked about um, low body temperature and I had 97.8. So I did a time release, time activated T3, raised it until my temperature got to normal, stayed on it for three weeks, backed off of it, and my temperature was normal. And I felt better. Um, but I didn't really understand the mechanics to years and years later because I was doing people's detoxes, right? And I'd have the same symptoms, same everything. One would get better and the other one wouldn't have any effect. And I was trying to figure out how can I fix 80% or correct 80% of people's problems and 20% doesn't change at all in the same symptoms. It took me two years to relate it back to temperature. Mm. And when it related to, I went back to all these people and they all had low body temperature. So then I said, well, what am I gonna do? I then uh, initially I took them to, to sent them to a doctor to do the time release, time activated T3. But what I found was it worked for a while, right? And they were good, but as soon as they got back into stress, um, the temperature dropped again. So let's look at the mechanics of that. Why? So I, I, I put a scenario together uh, like a caveman, right? Caveman falls off a cliff, breaks his leg. He goes into a fight or flight mode. And the reason his lineage survived and another lineage died off is in his uh, fight or flight, the T3, which is normally a left-handed molecule, the body did a reverse T3, which is a right-handed molecule, which dilutes the, the T3 that activates the energy, lowered the body temperature, so he could live an extra couple of weeks on his body fat because he was burning less calories. So he stayed in the cave, healed up, went out and hunted, the stress went away, the body converted back to a left-handed T3 and everything was copacetic, right? problem in our society, it doesn't work that way. Because we have, we're already compromised by a fungal infection. Uh, the, let's bring it up. Craving for carbohydrates, moodier than you'd care to admit to, sex drive not what you would like it to be, short-term memory, hypoglycemic, that means fatigue in the afternoon, a little anxious if you haven't eaten. Fatty foods aren't sitting well with your digestive tract <clears throat> and you're getting bloated once in a while. This is typical symbols of a severe fungal infection. Depending on how good your immune system, I've seen people have <clears throat> none of those symptoms, but they didn't feel good. But 
what you learn is they don't get sick. They don't feel good, but they don't get sick because their immune system is so strong. They're suppressing all those symptoms. They're controlling it. But eventually the control wears out. The, the, they get older, the immune system starts to weather, the infection gets stronger, and all of a sudden they go south. Like, boom, they don't understand why they were not sick all their lives. <clears throat> and all of a sudden they're sick. Does that make sense? Totally. And I see it all the time. I mean, I have a naturopath mentor who always talks about the rain barrel <clears throat> effect and that, yeah, I mean, we can handle all these stressors for a certain amount of time. We can, our body's very resilient, but over time, you can only put on so much stress into your rain barrel. You can only put in so many toxicities and chemicals and funguses before you start to overflow. And then that manifests in what we call disease. Correct. So here's the problem. You know, my generation was halfway healthy. The generation uh, before me, um, they were much healthier, right? Um, every generation is getting weaker and more corrupt. The 18, 15-year-olds are like 25-year-olds. And the 25-year-olds are like 40-year-olds. Yep. Um, their whole system is breaking down <clears throat> and it's only their youth is holding them together. There's, and their immune systems are weaker than each, each generation is getting weaker. So we have a real corrupt situation going around here, right? Because if you look at the base, this is why the kids aren't happy. Um, not to get so direct, but the sex drive of a 16-year-old today is non-existent almost believe yeah. it or not yeah. you know they may talk about everything but they just have sex to feel normal you you can ask them this is the beauty of what i do because i talk to so many people and i interact and i take calls from nine o'clock in the morning to ten o'clock at night because i enjoy what i do and and i talk to these younger and and when they're frank they admit to it they said it's just not a real item anymore. They do it just to feel normal. It's yeah. like it's like a stimulant. It's like somebody that weightlifts to get the endorphin highs, but they have to weightlift to do it. They don't feel it normally. They don't feel normal. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. you're a hundred percent right. Um, you know, a couple of books I just read on this topic talking exactly with what you're saying. Um, the Infertility Epidemic by Dr. Shauna Swan. Uh, the book's called Countdown. She talks about this. We are in a huge infertility epidemic. Men can, can't get women pregnant, and women can't get they're, – they're not fertile. And she talks about also libido and what you just said, that because of all these estrogens and these xenoestrogens and the glyphosate and everything, it's happening, and you're seeing it. And then you're seeing also births – you know, people – even the births are, are – um, or backwards. Yeah, yeah, right? And uh, so she talks about that. And then I'm reading Dr. St Stephanie Seneff's book on glyphosate right now. And she mentioned the same thing that you talked about. So, yeah, you're 100% you're right. So the whole system is broke, right? And in that process, um, you throw in um, – so the body's already stressed. Our Civilization is a stressed civilization. Look at the wars and this and everything else that's going on. 
<clears throat> and you throw in that your body's not producing the hormones and everything, which you have to listen to the first podcast, why that is. So you don't have the hormones that you had before. You don't have these, all these things. And so it's easily to go off the cliff. So thyroid is where you go off the cliff. Okay. It's where the, the thyroid is a hormone fiend. It has to have hormones to function properly. It, it does, has four chambers. It does a number of things. And one of the things is temperature. So when you drop below 98.4, you start to deactivate enzymes. What do I mean by deactivate? They operate slower. Okay. When you go below 97.8, you deactivate a lot of enzymes. This means you can't digest your food properly to make the chemicals. You can't um, make chemicals in your brain and body fast enough to operate properly. And you can't break apart waste material to eliminate properly. You can't get rid of the waste material, so you become a sewage pit. Mm. So you, you just add insult to injury. You're already stressed, you're always headed, you're not making your hormones, you got a fungal infection, and now you throw the thing is that you can't process things to even help your body function properly. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. So um, now you throw in like Fukushima. Now, people hear about Fukushima and all oh, that happened in Japan and the radiation and everything. They don't relate that in California, the rats used to be 20 or 30 rats for radiation. Now they're 450, 650. And that's just not in California. Wow. They go across the whole country, Florida, you know, Colorado. Rads are way up, 450, 600, depending on the wind shift and everything else. And these particles are everywhere and they live 300,000 years. Mm. So the radiation is bombarding our system. And what does the thyroid have problems with? Radiation. Radiation, when yeah. talk about a nuclear bomb, they talk about taking... Um, potassium chloride, right, to protect the thyroid primarily from radiation. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we have a whole system that's falling apart. So what I've noticed where it, you know, to de-shock somebody, um, and MSM, we talked about MSM, but MSM removes radiation and, and, and heavy metals and radiation. Um, I can go out in the sun and take 20 grams of MSM. That sounds like a lot, but I've taken 100 grams. I've taken 180 IV. Um, I take 20 grams to 40 grams a day. Um, and I've been doing this for literally 28 years, right? Um, but I can go out 20 grams and I learned this. I, I understood what it did, but I didn't realize it until I did a, a client in Texas. No, excuse me, in Florida, a girl that she couldn't go out in the sun because she would blister and thing very like overnight, right? And I said, try taking 20 grams before because you know she had already detoxed with me and everything else. And she went out in the sun and she says, I can go out in the sun for the first time. I can't believe it, I don't burn, I don't. And so, you know, I had burned in, um, uh, I was in Hawaii and I went 30 minutes on one side, 30 minutes on the other side and I couldn't go out for a week. Right? So the next time I went to Hawaii, I did 20 grams. Two or three hours, no burning. So it's an amazing product for radiation. 
But the point being is with this radiation, it's it's damaging tissue, it's damaging your immune system, it's 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 corrupting your thyroid, it's doing all these things, and it 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 degrades the whole body, so it makes it more vulnerable to stress. So the thyroid needs hormones. If you're stressed, you're dragging the hormones to go somewhere else instead of the thyroid. And so it's now it's vulnerable to a change, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so you have a death in the family, a car accident, a divorce, a loss of a job, uh, some calamity occurs and it's the straw that broke the camel's back. The thyroid goes south like the, the caveman falling off the cliff, yep. right? Problem is, you may go through that stress and get over it, but there's the stress of our society never stops. So it never switches the T3 back from a right back to a left, and your temperature drops, and you don't notice it in the beginning. Because you got reserves, you got things, and then for six months a year, you know, it's just kind of, you just don't have the energy level, you don't think, and then it starts to go bad and bad and bad, and makes you more vulnerable to Lyme disease, things with viruses, because what happens when you have a virus? You raise your temperature to make an environment that kills the virus. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can't raise your temperature, you live with more viruses. You're more prone to getting viruses. And you have no way to fight them when you get them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm tracking you. I love this. Yeah, okay, so um, so we have a system that's broke. Once it's broke, it's hard to repair itself because the system is broke as a whole. Okay? So what I've learned is what you have to do is you have to rebuild the thyroid. You give things to support it. You get things to to remove. Initially, I just worked on mental stress. I thought, okay, I'll fix the mental stress, and then the thyroid kick back in, and everything's good. It got me about seventy percent, right? And then I said, well, I'm only at seventy percent. How do I get to a hundred percent? Right? Now, what's the yeah. difference? Because there's no difference between physical stress and mental stress. The body doesn't look at it as different, mm. right? So if you're having physical stress, like an infection, uh, you know, your hormones aren't regu regulated right, um, you're not, uh, your environment, your boss, this sort of thing, all these stress avenues, if you don't address the physical stress as well as the mental stress, the thyroid will never kick back. So it's I'm, I'm talking a lot. Do you have any questions so far? No, I'm just I'm just kind of I'm I'm listening to the whole process and how you and how you just you know how you look at it you know like you said the low body temp and then just how you got there. So it's just really interesting to hear you talk about the four chambers and just again how you started to piece it together. And I'm just curious now now that I'm listening to you, I'm just curious. Okay, so how do we how do we rebuild it? How do we fix it? Because I know so, you have you have some things, and we were talking just before the podcast that you have very high success rates in just 18 days. And I'm and I meant to ask you, uh, but I knew I was going to ask you now. Is when you say 18 days, 
that just, first of all, to rebuild someone's thyroid, that just seems like ridiculous. There's no way that could possibly happen. But I'm when you say that, I'm also curious, like, is that like for the most part, just a sluggish thyroid or are we talking about anybody even with like Graves, Hashimoto's, anybody that has those kind of thyroid issues as well? I'm just going to say I have an extremely high uh, <laughs> rate of success. Uh, and, and, and I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to get the body back into homeostasis. So yep. I'm just supporting the body to do its own functions. So I'm not trying to correct these things directly. It's just the side benefit of correcting the body is correcting itself. Right. Well, and okay. we'll just say right now, you're not a doctor. You're not saying that you can heal, cure, or any treat any disease. All you're saying, and I think if I understand you correctly, is many of the, the amazing people I've come in contact with in my life is that, hey, I'm just giving the body the support it needs. And when the body has that input, that it, it knows how to heal itself. It knows how to get better. The body's an amazing machine. I mean, when you look at the, all the things that dealing with dealing with uh, viruses and how it builds antibodies and does all these things, I mean, it can do whatever it needs to do if given the raw materials to do it. Yep. So I don't cure anything. I just feed the body what it needs to do its job. Yep. Right? So my first thing is I reduce physical stress. And we'll talk about that's the first segment dealing with fungus and mold and, and things of that nature that needs to be cleaned up and that the, the gallbladder is the hub of the body and it needs to make hormones and, uh, and digest fats to make cholesterol that makes pregnenolone that feeds the adrenals to make estrogen progesterone to support the body to do its job. See, I'm not attacking the thyroid or, or just dealing with the thyroid itself. This is the problem with a lot of practitioners. They say, oh, well, we're going to deal with your liver. Well, that's great. So that you fix your liver, and then, oh, well, you know, the kidneys now. But then you do the kidneys, and the liver's fouled up because you never fixed what the underlying cause was of the liver. It was the gallbladder. If you don't yeah. fix the gallbladder, you can't fix the liver, right? So to fix individual items is ridiculous in my viewpoint. I fix the, the whole body at one time. I support the whole body and let it fix itself, right? Uh, why, yeah. why do individual things? instead of just doing the whole thing and get the job done. Because practitioners want to make it easy on the person and this, and they want to do this and softly and everything. Well, you're going to be there until the cows come home because <laughs> it never gets the job done, right? I just had down and dirty, fix the whole body, give it all it needs, let it fix itself. So yeah. I don't fix anything. I let the body fix itself, okay? So first thing I... Uh, do a liver gallbladder flush. I support it with all these nutritional things. I fix the brain. I reduce the brain stress. People don't realize stress of the brain, right? And there's lots of uh, chemicals out there that supports the brain to do that, which I have created to support that. Um, you've got to support the hormone base, which is the gallbladder. You have to do a liver gallbladder flush to let the bile be released instead of backing up into the liver and then fouling up the liver and causing the kidneys to foul up, causing the liver to throw it to the skin, the, 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 uh, the skin and lungs is the third kidney. All these things have to 
clean up and let them do their own job, right? Yep. Give them the power to do their job, right? So, so I do the liver gallbladder flush. I support the liver. I, I support the kidneys. I support the brain. Um, I, I, I give natural oils and stuff to knock down the infection that has caused all these problems because of antibiotic use which knocks two-thirds of the digestive tract off. So it's all these elements you just do all at the same time, right? Got it. And then I, I give things to reduce mental stress, uh, adrenal cortex and things of that nature. Um, unbelievable product. Um, and the next thing you know, the body corrects itself. And this is what was the problem with doing a time-release, time-activated T3 it raised the temperature, got the temperature right, but the first time there was any kind of stress, the body grabbed the hormones to uh, to handle the stress, and the thyroid didn't get what it did, and the temperature dropped again. Boom. Right? So it wasn't long-lasting. My my wife's a good example. I don't know. I'm getting this is this is my my wife will. I mean, I should have my wife do it. But I'll say, and she'll back me up because I met her at a show in, in uh, LA at the Hilton. Um, somebody dragged me over to these two girls and they had some problems and I fixed a couple of their muscle discomfort and everything else. We can't say what that was in like 15 minutes. And um, she was telling me she'd been sick for 15 years, been to 12 different doctors, even put peroxide in her arteries, which by the way, destroyed her blood vessel. She could hardly get a needle in there anymore. Wow. And um, she'd been sick, you know, and tried everything. When I heard that, I knew she had low body temperature because the, the doctors, the medical thing, don't look at low body temperature as a problem. Your degree, within a degree and a half, you're good. Well, that's not true. Mm. You know, as I said, when you drop below 98.4, you start to deactivate enzymes. Before dropping below 97.8, you deactivate a lot of enzymes, meaning they operate slower. So I said, you have low body temperature. What's body temperature? Goes, no, one, no medical men ever mentioned temperature. What's the problem with temperature? I said, and I explained it to her just like I explained it to you. So she goes, you know, I'm going to try that because I've tried everything. And, you know, you sound like you almost know what you're talking about. And um, and so 18 days later, uh, temperature was she was 96.8 when we checked it, and when uh, we finished the 18 days, she was 98.4. So I guess something I did supported the body to fix itself. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and then now she was able to detox. So we did 11 day detox where there's diarrhea for 11 days and you do all these things and blah blah blah. That sounds like it's bad, but it's controllable. In other yeah. words, you have you know ten to fifteen minutes to be able to get to the bathroom and stuff, and it's quite intense, no doubt about it. That there's a lot of diarrhea, but it's controllable, and it's more of the regiment that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Right. But next thing you know, she didn't have any problems. All wow. been sick for fifteen years. With all these things, all these doctors, everything's trying to fix it, doing everything they can, every kind of process you can imagine. 
because she's very diligent about trying everything and very regimented. She didn't mind like methodically. Yeah. And um, next thing you know, 29 days later, no problems. That's amazing. No, it's, it is amazing because people suffer, they, you know, and I, I'm not trying to say I can work miracles and everything. I just address the body and support it. Let it do the job. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, that's a good example, but it, it's related to other diseases. Now my theory, and I actually have implemented a couple of times. Um, MS. What's MS? Everybody says, oh, it's this thing and it's not curable and all this kind of crazy stuff. I beg to differ. I'm not <laughs> and and Keith, MS. I gotta, I gotta cut you off. You know, when I was in LA, you, you, I got a chance to meet, uh, someone who works for you now, yes. but she had MS, like very bad form too. She and she told me her story, and she, she was like, "Yeah." And then yeah, she uh, she stared at me right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool to see, you know, firsthand, you know. And this wasn't just like a little MS like case. Like she she had some full blown symptoms, and um, to yeah. hear her to see her now and vibrant and vital force, like you would have never thought. Yeah, for thirty years. Amazing. They, there's different stages of MS. Right, um, she uh, it, it's it's if you're really proactive, you keep the lesions. See, once you have lesions, you it's it's you only can repair it to a certain amount, right? Mm -hmm. That's the thing. You 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 can't a lesion is where uh, the damage to the the uh, sheath around the nerve uh, the the uh, myelin sheath is so damaged that the the um, let's just say it's like. Uh, the myelin sheath is like the rubber around electrical cord. And if it's cracking and there's another electrical cord that's snapping things, it, it, you have long-term damage and there's not much you can do about it other than go back, you know, six months or something, right? But um, if you could stop the disease at its base, then yeah, the root if, cause, if then if who cares? If you have I mean, little I'm... breaks in it, but they're not, they're not lesions yet, yeah. Um, and I think she had controlled it to where she had all the side effects, but they weren't super deep. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Right. Uh, would you say that's correct, Jill? Yeah, they weren't taking, they weren't staying as recurring or remissive. So we were constantly. Oh, so you're going back and forth, back yeah. and forth. But she could, uh, when I met her, she could barely talk. She, she would stagger and. Mm. And stuff, but it wasn't that she she wasn't walking funny, but she shook like the devil, and um, and um, all I did is support the body. That's all I did, give the body what it needed to correct itself. So in that case, Keith, and I'm curious when when someone comes to you, right? And like we were talking beforehand, I don't care what it is: MS, asthma pulmonary fibrosis, psoriasis, diverticulitis, right? Any any disease of the body, right? When they come to you, do you have kind of like a framework in your head where you're like, okay, like every at root cause, do you think like first attack fungus and mold, then go to low body temp and then kind of work your way through that? Kind oh, of I go to low body temp first because you okay. can't get better with low body temp. If you don't fix the low body temp, you can't get to the, the, the uh, ability to detox the body. How can you activate the the things I'm trying to support the body to heal itself? 
how can I support the body to heal itself if you can't make the chemicals? You can't yeah. break the chemicals down that I give you to help the body. So you have to do the thyroid, and this is where everybody gets it off. They try to support the disease to be, and, and try to kill and do whatever. You just, you can't do it if you can't use the chemicals you're giving them and utilize them properly. So they may have the greatest products in the world, but if the temperature is low, they can't fix them. Got it. So then I go to detoxing, right? But before that, I don't even bother deal, uh, dealing with people. If they have root canals, and, and briefly, because it's so simple, you got, a, you got a, a tooth and you got a root system, the drill only goes straight down how can you kill the infection that the base is bigger than the top, right? How can you kill it off? Antibiotics don't kill all bacteria and fungus in the body, right? right. It doesn't, doesn't do it. Lasers and stuff can't kill that deep into the root system, especially if it's in the bone, right? You can't do it. And so if you type in, do root canals real, really work? You'll see horror stories that they don't work. Now, I can't fix the tooth. I, I can probably support the body if it's just starting to help uh, mitigate some of the problem and maybe even stop the onset of uh, a disease in, in the tooth. You can support the body. But <clears throat> sometimes you just have to pull the tooth. Mm. I had a woman, um, she had thyroid cancer. And um, she had... Um, she, you know, she had a low body temperature. She had a fungal infection. She had all the symptoms, um, and um, I said, "How are your teeth?" And she goes, "My teeth are great." I said, "Any any root canals?" And she goes, "Yeah, I have two, but the dentist did a great job. Doesn't hurt. It's fabulous. You know, I recommend them to anybody." And my suggestion is that if I were you, I. I wouldn't deal with it. I would take them out. That's my opinion, right? Because I don't know anything. I'm not a doctor or anything. But from my experience, that's what I would do. And so you do whatever you want to do. She goes, I don't want to pull my teeth. I don't want to. Goes, well, type in, do root canals really work? And, you know, thing. She did on her own. I didn't even talk to her. And um, basically, um, she uh, went on the internet and, and she saw that there was a meridians. This is where the acupunctures go and they start from the top of the head down the toes, very well established, yep. um, you know, um, acupunctures, uh, acupuncturists. Um, and she found that each meridian goes through a tooth and each tooth goes to a different organ. What a, a coincidence the first root canal went to her thyroid. Mm. Now that could be a thing, but it, it, it spurred her to think about, maybe I'll pull one tooth, right? She pulls the tooth, calls me back three days later, crying profusely. The woman couldn't stop crying, crying forever. And I finally got a word in edgewise, found out she pulled the tooth, opened up an infection she wasn't aware of, um, the pain was so severe, she hadn't slept for 72 hours straight in Whoa. agonizing pain. 
And her comment to me is, I want to commit suicide. So I helped her out with that. I gave her some things to do and stuff. And a few hours later, even though she had tried, I think she went all the way to morphine to try to get rid of the pain. Because she tried Advil, Tylenol. She went to all these other things to mitigate the pain through doctors. Couldn't mitigate the pain. And, um, and, and I did some things. And uh, a couple hours later, the pain was gone. And then she pulled the second tooth and it was all infected and kind of, but she knew what to do now to knock that out. Um, I don't know if I should be saying this because I'm not a doctor. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to help mitigate. You didn't say what, you cured her or treated thing her. That I had nothing to do. You're just saying you know, like you know? somehow her pain went away. That's all. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't, I just gave her things that supported her body to mitigate that. Right. Um, so, um, funny thing, she we fixed her thyroid, and then you know we supported the body to raise the temperature up to ninety eight point four, because uh, it seems ninety eight point four seems to be like this, because <laughs> to get it all the way to ninety eight point six, you have to do a longer term, and mm. I've had people even do it twice to get there. That's what I was going to say. Do people do like kind of, you know, every three months, maybe quarterly detoxes or quarterly, you know? Well, it, it's a matter of um, it's a temperature that the body feels comfortable. See, actually, if you ever see people that have low body temperature, um, they always look really good. They look really young and everything because they're not overcooking the meat. <laughs> that extra degree yeah. and a half yeah. makes a huge difference in how they look over you know you know years and years and years of lower temperature like yeah, you can cook sense. a piece of a turkey uh you know for uh, 150 degrees you know for in in like three hours and cook a turkey right but you just well, it makes sense little... too we, we we look at aging we talk about glycation right inside your body your body is like literally like cooking and so it makes sense now so um basically um so we uh, raised the temperature, we detoxed her, and it, it was a miracle. The body healed itself. It now, someone, it. now she didn't, she, she didn't get all your advice right away. Now, if she were to do this again, I would assume prior to getting the tooth removed, you would be doing things like raising the body temperature. Wouldn't that just make more sense? Raise it prior and then once the tooth is removed, you're already at a higher base point, right? Well, the thing is, you can't raise the temperature if you have a disease in you that's poisoning. If you look at it, the infection in the tooth is putting out waste material from the infection and spreading right. the infection. So it's putting uh, stress on the body. So without doing the teeth, you're not guaranteed you're going to fix the thyroid or support the thyroid to fix okay. itself. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just thinking like anytime someone would go to do a, um, yeah, anything like some kind of procedure or something like that, if you can kind of go in at a little bit of a higher, you know, state, you know, it'd be easier. Or yeah, well, even if you're getting mercury amalgams removed, right? If you could go in there and then do a little bit of a support for your body prior. There's so many things you could do to support your body and everything else. And the thing is, amalgams and mercury is a na really a nasty thing. And I moved, removed those, shoot, 
when I was probably uh, 35, 32, 35. Um, but again, you can do down and dirty. Like for instance, somebody has root canals all over the place, right? You can clean them up. They're just going to get dirty again, right? They'll get better for a while and they'll maintain a good diet and everything. But eventually underlying other causes will degrade the body. Yeah. You have to kind of really attack it mm. as a whole. You know, I had say attack. I'm not like doing anything thing. I'm just supporting the body. I mean, you give it food, don't you? You you, you support your body by eating, you know, um, organic this and thing, and you're going to be healthier than somebody most likely that doesn't. Somebody right. that drinks a lot uh, is not going to get, you know, as supported as somebody that doesn't drink, you know? Um, so when I do a protocol, I said, hey, you can't eat this crap, you know? You, you can't eat all this chocolate and donuts and carbohydrates. That's all I'm doing. I'm just supporting the body. And I'm telling you, hey, you can't drink. Now, later on, if you want to drink a little bit, you know, that my suggestion, but just be prepared that you're going to go downhill, you know, later on. So if you look at what I'm doing is I'm not fixing anything. I'm just supporting the body to fix itself. Totally. No, that makes sense. Uh, I'm curious too. Then, do you will you do your do you do? I mean, you're a healthy guy, you know. But do you do cleanses? You know, like again, quarterly or routinely, just to kind of keep your body in a peak I'm, state. I'm, or there's su- you own a supplement company, you know? Do yeah. you what supplements do you take? I'm curious. Like, what's um, your, what's the what's in your my, protocol like regularly? You know, I uh, guaranteed I take 20 grams to 30 grams of MSM every day. And that's not, okay. is that one shot or is that like throughout the day? What's that? Do you do that in one straight shot or is that like throughout Actually, the day? Actually, you know, I'm lazy. I, I just take like, like last night I took three tablespoons, like probably 50 grams of MSM. And this morning I took one teaspoon. But last night I played six, seven games of racquetball. So I'm trying to get rid of the lactic acid and I'm trying to make disulfonal bond, double sulfur bonds, and MSM is 34% sulfur, so that I don't get injured. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been playing 18 years, maybe 19 years, um, anywhere from 10 games a week to 20 games a week. You know, and when I was younger, I was doing a lot more because I was in like three leagues, right? But business gets busy and you, you know, Shit happens, you know? Yeah. But um, but I have no injuries, no knees, back joints. I did tear a slight rotator cuff, but that wasn't from playing racquetball. <laughs> that was for being on the slopes about uh, 60 days ago in Mammoth where I got stuck on a thing and I was trying to pull myself up. And it was an odd movement and slight tear, but it's pretty much gone now. Nice. That's the first injury I've had. Wow. You know, I'm crazy for all the games I play and I run like the devil. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't believe that I'm 68 the way fast I run. Um, you know, I beat 90% of the people I play with and they're all much younger than me. Wow. Anyways, I throw trainers. <laughs> you told me that I on the first. Yeah. Um, and man. I only work out three to four times a year. I hate weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're like talking. This and I just toss them. 
Yeah, we were talking about that, and you were in, in the first episode. You were talking about just you know how much, um, and how the body you know works to rebuild itself, and 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 like why it can be detrimental to be working out so much, and that most of the time we're just doing it to rush for those endorphins, right? Well, yeah, because most of these weightlifters and then they go all three, four, five days a week and everything, they're just tearing themselves up. They're not getting rid of the lactic acid. They're looking for the endorphin runs, just like a runner runs till he's crawling, and then he crawls until he, he he's moved by his hands. Yeah. You know, they're trying to get that endorphin runs because it's the only time that they feel normal. Yeah. Right? They feel good. Yeah. But they only last a few hours, so they're looking for the next time they can run or the next time they can weight lift. It's, 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 it's not good for them. It's not good for the body. Now, I play all this racquetball, but I'm supporting the lactic acid damage by getting the MSM in there, sucking it all out, so I don't get into the endorphin stage typically. Now, there's a once in a while when I play a lot. I get it for a short time, but I'm supporting it so there's less damage to the body because of it. Okay, amazing stuff. I think we covered a lot here on this episode just to talk about fungus mold, low body temp root canals. Um, a couple more things I wanted to act, uh, ask you, and then we can kind of wrap things up. I mean, we might have to even just come back and I might have to like interview you once a year because you just have so much good stuff to talk about. Um, but I, I don't think we really talked too much about the nasal rinse. And I thought maybe you could kind of talk because it, it, it's very unique your methodology to this and i've never heard anybody say that like yeah joel it's like i've i've heard of navages i've heard of nebulizers and you're like yeah it doesn't matter and you had me like upside down on this chiropractor like a waterboard and maybe you can kind of describe like the importance of that and what what you're seeing with this nasal wash product and and why it's been so effective well you know people say i'm a little extreme on things but uh, at the end of the day, I, I get results, right? And so my son had ear infection and he was pouring alcohol and he'd had it for months and he was trying this, that, and then I said, Kevin, it's an internal problem aggravated by an external problem, right? So you need to fix this to fix this, right? And I, and I just mix something up in my sink, <laughs> literally. And, um, and I, I sprayed it in there. Oh, man, oh, man, you know, and this, this, this is, uh, is draining me. And I said, that's what it's supposed to do, right? And I said, look, my breathing's really good. See, look, I'm doing, and it, mine <laughs> drained more than his did. I, I actually tell you the truth, when I, when I was 40, when I did my first MSM detox, I turned jaundice. And I'm the only person in 28 years of doing MSM detoxes that turned jaundice. That's how sick I was when I was 40. Mm. Okay? I had my appendix out when I was 18. I was not a healthy person. Right? And um, so... He did it, and it worked better and better, and cleared his problem, and I haven't seen him have a problem since, right? Because we have 100 square feet, I believe it's 100 square feet of surface area, all jiggery-jaggery inside that, which um, has a lot of encapsulated um, 
you know, strep throat and all sorts of things, bacteria and everything, because we breathe in all that stuff and the immune system tries to control it, but sometimes it has to encapsulate it and it just sits there for years because the immune system won't let go of it because it doesn't want it to spread, mm -hmm. yet it doesn't, it's not strong enough to kill it off. And once in a while it gets strong enough and all of a sudden you get a, a strep throat and you say, well, who, who gave this to me? <laughs> you gave it to yourself because your immune system got a little stronger and attacked it. Yeah. Finished the job off. So the sinus cavity, 100 square feet of toxic materials, and this is what people understand, some of them in the brain. Mm. And I say, wait, there's a brain barrier, barrier that's supposed to keep any of those pathogens out of the brain. Studies out in the last 10 years show that there's a break above the, the nose. 40% uh, of the population has a break in the blood-brain barrier at that location at birth or somewhere near birth, right? Wow. So pathogens can get into the brain. So all I'm saying is, all I'm doing is flushing out. It's a nasal flush and we're flushing it out and cleaning it out and the stuff that comes out of you is pretty amazing and how you feel afterwards is pretty amazing. Yeah, now, but your method- Out of 68 products, and I only make products that work. Your methodology though is very unique. Like, do you always recommend the way we did it? That's the, like, the, the best way to do it is, and to well, do it, like you said, you know, like you have the little thing here, right? I could, I could just take a squirt here and there and, you know, every now and then do it, but like, when we did it that day, I must have done it like seven times upside down. Um, is that kind of the way to, that you recommend? Okay, so let's look at it. If it's 100 square feet, that's a 10 by 10 room. If you went around and sprayed that little sprayer and did a 110, you know, uh, I mean, uh, 10, 100 square feet, that bottle would last like one little corner, you know, one uh, maybe a quarter of a corner or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you poured it out, it kind of goes all over the place. You can spread it out in the thing. Basically, you're trying to get the cleansing ability to be spread out in the whole cavity, right? So I sometimes do 20, 30 sprays in each nostril, right? But now it's in an area that has already has fluid. It already has liquid. Right. And it's, it's, it's washing around like a dishwasher you know, cleansing out and just blowing it out. So it's really just um, like, a, it's like a surfactant mixing with your own fluids to remove the waste material out of the sinus cavity. Yeah. And I, and if I remember correctly, the technique is I'm upside down, I'm just inhaling, inhaling for a certain amount of sprays. And then after doing both, both nostrils, you had me, I think, kind of blow but hold. Is that right? And then, oh, and then blow um, What I'm trying to do is when you're sitting up, you try to put a little pressure like you're trying to pop your ears like pop a, your ears, a plane, there you go. right? And, and that just pushes the fluid into different cavities, mm. you know, little things. And in turn, uh, your ears usually pop and they open up. And if there's any discomfort or waste material in there, it helps remove it and flush it out. Got it. Yeah. It works really well. Yeah. It's my number yeah. one seller by threefold. Wow. No one has anything to really, uh, 
detergent, so to speak, to clean out the, the nasal cavity properly. And I think your second bestseller is the uh, adrenal uh, corticoid cortex. one, right? The cortex, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is my doc. I sell a ton to doctors, ton, because it supports the adrenals to look at the adrenals as a syringe. Um, you have stress, adrenals actually uh, produce adrenal cortex, which is the main chemical to handle stress. So it injects it, kind of handles, so you're able to cope under a serious situation. It was basically, the body uses it in the fight or flight, uh, primarily, um, not primarily, but in a lot of cases. Uh, you have a fight or flight, and either you're gonna beat the hell out of somebody, or you're gonna discern that they're too big for you, and you're gonna run like the devil, right? right? Uh, either way, you have to decide because that adrenaline wants you to fight. It wants you to start to make blows. Mm-hmm. But the adrenal cortex gives you that small window of thinking. Am I able to win or do I need to run and, and wait for another day? Right? And, and that adrenal cortex does that. So if you're really stressed, a death in the family, a car accident, a divorce, you get all the stress you can mitigate some of that um, by taking adrenal cortex and supporting your adrenals to be able to cope with the stress that you're in. Yeah, I right? love that. We talked about this one in the first episode and you even mentioned how you can use it or it has been used um, to for for trauma and like using it as a source. You can like write out your trauma as you're taking it and you've seen some great effects with Well, you know... We're just basically giving the body what the adrenals produce to support the body to handle things, yes. right? Not necessarily stress, but whatever it's dealing with, right? Um, and by doing that, you actually, the adrenals normally kind of go in for stress, in for stress, and at the end of the day, you got adrenal fatigue where it's moving a million miles an hour to give you anything to cope. But if you give something to just help the general body take its normal things that it does during the day to cope with general uh, everyday stress, everyday things that you deal with, the boss yelling and this, that, or the other, it allows the adrenals to start to rebuild because it doesn't have to have those chemicals being pushed in. It allows it to start to cope with it and rebuild the adrenals. And then now you don't need the adrenal cortex uh, because it has a supply ready for it when it needs it. Yep. I'm talking for general thing. Anything, depression and all those other things, that's a whole different animal. We're talking about just supporting your body to cope with things, and it will cope and, and do what it needs to cope with other things. Mm, got it. Um, I want to kind of wrap things up, but I, I'm, so I'm curious. Uh, any uh, exciting projects that y- you guys are working on? I know last time I saw you, you had some amazing chocolate that I was uh, beta testing, which was really, really good. Yeah, we, I got to do that. You know, it just takes money and stuff. But uh, that was a chocolate that actually uh, would reduce hunger for food, yeah. actually. Yeah. And, and it boosts your immune system, right? It had all these elements in it. And we can talk about that another day. But I love that thing. It just you have to make 10,000 bars, you know? Yeah. So 
you know, it takes money and then I got to prepare it and I'm busy. I got something new for, for kids with uh, autism. I think it's a very supportive mechanism that I'm, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, uh, but that's the, the thing uh, is spectrum, we have to do right? Studies the, super, on it and stuff. the super spectrum, is that what it's called? Yeah, it's called uh, uh, off spectrum. You know, and that's out. You can buy that, right? I think I saw that on the website. You can buy that right now. It's an unbelievable product. Um, I want to do some studying on it because uh, we're seeing some preliminary, uh, good, positive direction with it. Now um, I have to ask you. I'm gonna buy some right when we get done. I'm gonna buy some and I'm gonna use it on my my son. Um, now I knowing knowing is you, he on he's, the spectrum? Uh, no. But uh, he's got some behavioral stuff every now and then. He's got some he's got some aggression issues. I think that could be worked out. Maybe he needs some adrenal cortex. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's all these things are positive things to support the body again. Yeah. We're not here to fix anything. We're supporting the body to fix itself. But I'm wondering, just on that note, would you do you do high dosage for the the spectrum one that you're doing? The full okay. Spectrum? See, here's the thing: is I don't know. Okay. Um, you know, it. You know, it's nice to say you, you're positive. I'm only positive after I've done it for a couple of years, and I really yeah. have the statistics in my mind of what works and what doesn't work. Yep. So I've had both sides. I, I've had uh, people who um, muscle test and stuff, saying a little bit, and then slowly raise it up and everything. And then I had a practitioner that had some major. Uh, things and we can't go into that because it's kind of making claims yeah but he dramatically affected and he was taking tablespoons of it hmm. right and i think i'm citing more on the slower process right because slower still works it just takes a little more time right and you see yeah. benefit um but in some cases maybe they're older and stuff and they've had it for a while they need a little bit more in the beginning but right now I'm gonna say probably a teaspoon a day. It's mostly uh, oils that um, aren't on the normal spectrum where you talk about omega three, six, nine are typical, right? But there's 27 omega oils. Mm. And we're using a bunch of other omega oils that aren't normally used for, and then we extract just that omega oil. So we're omega just doing the omega six and we're doing Omega 14, 18, 27, or whatever. We don't say which ones we do. Yeah. It supports the, uh, the pituitary and the hypothalamus and the, and the penile gland. Um, it supports all these things, and all of a sudden, miraculous things happen. I love that. Because they've never been supported. They're not readily available and in very small quantities, and we just narrow it down. Yeah, that's amazing. Crazy good. Yeah, yeah. Super you know, good. You don't have a, if like, I could say what I actually have in regards to supplements, uh, you'd be a whole different animal. Yeah. And I know, and I did, the last thing I'll say is, you know, because you mentioned this a couple times, the beta-glucans. You're pretty bullish on these beta-glucans, huh? Um, and we know we find the beta-glucans in, like, mushrooms and chaga and, and things like they're, that. They're all different kinds of beta-glucans, but what you're really looking for for immune function and, and what it is, it doesn't, it tricks the immune system. That's what it does. Beta-136 glucan is very similar to a shedding of uh, a fungus, right? So 
if the immune system sees the Shetty, this beta-136, it assumes that it's fighting fungus every day of your life, right? Yeah. If it sees enough, more than normal, it's going to address it by building the immune system looking for that, that wow. fungus. Wow. And it's going to find some, right? But the fact of the matter, it's going to find other things too. <laughs> so the chagas have it in it. The uh, uh, beta one three six. This one is made out of from um, uh, like turkey tail or something. No, it's made from. Um, I never yeah. think about the king, sugar cane. Jaggery palm. Jaggery oh no, palm. no, jaggery palm is a whole different animal. Jaggery palm is in the immune suite, but that has beta. That has. Um, B1, B2, B6, B12 naturally occurring in it. Uh, it's like a maple syrup is a natural kind of antibiotic in yeah. itself. This has all these natural elements in it and it supports a, a kind of an antifungal basis of going after things. Mm. It also helps with Lipton. That's been proven to regulate a desire for food. Yeah. So tiny, when, yeah. when to shut it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huge. Awesome stuff. Um, I want to wrap it up with some lightning round questions, but before I do, uh, anything that I didn't ask you that, you, that I, you wish I had? We talked about a lot. You know, <laughs> there's, there's so much thing. I mean, we could talk forever because I've been doing it for 28 years. Yeah. And I take calls from 9 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night, seven days a week. So when I deal with somebody, and I, I've, I, I'm not a practitioner or anything, but I try to support people through anything that they deal with me with is that you get all these little insights you know they share so much information with you which i say oh that worked that worked for you that worked for you so i learned something and then i share what i know and they the combination seems to work really well yeah i love that awesome let's do some lightning round questions and then we'll get you okay out i'm curious you know what um what are some choices that you made that you think made you who you are today? Uh, I think the general concept of always wanting to be better than I am. Mm. Right? Um, so I got into supplements because I saw, I was pretty strong and everything else, but I saw this wee, little weakling person, right? Come back six months later, he was this gorilla. I said, what the hell did you do? And, and he said, oh, I'm taking supplements and working out. What are supplements? So I looked into that. So I was trying to be better than I was. And that got me on the road to thinking that I could be better than I am. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's what you learn after you know it all that really counts. Right. And my dad taught me that saying a thousand times. And I proved him right a thousand times because I always thought I knew something and I didn't. <laughs> and my kids and all the kids nowadays are in that category. Right? They know it all and they really don't have a clue. And I'm still learning to this day when I think I have it wired. Mm. That's that. the best thing. You know, Keith, you're such a force in the wellness and health and wellness world. I'm curious, is there anybody that inspires you or anybody that you follow or anybody's work or anything like that? Um, you know, Dietrich Klinghart, um, my my best friend, uh, Hiba Hamida, he's... he's so far ahead of me 
I mean, I can't even tell you. And I mean, it pains me to say that. <laughs> but it's like I'm standing still compared to him. Wow. And he's a great guy and he's very humble and he has a sense of humor and very cordial. Uh, he knows a lot of world leaders. He sat down with Putin, which is a good guy, but um, he, he was so renowned that he, he was able to do it. And he knows, I'm, I'm gonna say probably 30 different presidents of the world uh, and has helped a number of people with every kind of sort of uh, thing. And he's a, a, a wealth of knowledge. I, a lot of things I developed myself, like the temperature thing and, and how to, to fix headaches and stuff like that. But when you go into the mechanics of the body, um, I can't hold a candle to him. He knows every artery, every vein, every muscle, every tissue of the body and how to remedy it. Wow. So yeah, he's incredibly great. Awesome. I'm a big reader. Are there any books that you, you'd recommend people read that had like a huge impact on your life? I don't know if there's like a top one or one to three at the most that. I'll tell you something. I don't do a lot of reading. Oh yeah. I learned firsthand from people direct. Um, I learned a few podcasts recently that were amazing, especially uh, the last one was from Guntry, I think it is. Dr. Gundry, okay, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about uh, ketones. You and I were talking and, about uh, that, yeah. Did you hear, did you read that? I read his or book, did you yeah. Hear it? I read his book, yeah. But the, the, the fact that the ketones, you know, from um, MCT oil go right to ketones, but the ketones correct the... Um, uh, the chaos in the, uh, mit the mitochondria mm -hmm. that has maybe too many uh, protons and things that clog it up and cause this uh, malfunctioning. And the ketones give it little escape routes to actually burn more calories, but actually to centralize the production, uh, the production of ATP. And I utilized it in a couple of products just recently that have dramatically improved the efficiency of it. Wow, that's amazing. So I, once in a while, I, it, it, they come to me, by the way. Yeah. I didn't even want to listen to the podcast. <laughs> My wife said, listen to this. I think you'll find it interesting. That's awesome. And it was life changing. Yeah. But I guess I should listen to more podcasts. Yeah. Right? But um, it, I, it, it seems to me I've been very fortunate that a lot of these things come to me by osmosis or by some other higher power. I'm not religious, but I believe that that, that you can manifest things. Mm -hmm. And most of the things I've manifested, all these great products I made were manifested and they came out of nowhere. This kind of came in out of nowhere. This, you know, it, they just came together and then correlated. And I'm analytical, so I saw the pattern. I'm curious. Um, last two questions. We'll wrap it up. Any uh, any like rituals or hacks or practices that you do on a regular basis? Other than playing racquetball and a little bit of pickleball, um, and my my wife loves to dance, and I like to dance, but she likes to dance a lot, <laughs> right? Way too much, like three days a week. It's keeping you, know? you young. But it does keep you young, and and the thing is, it's like that song says, you know. When they ask you to dance, dance. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing, and, and I have sometimes hard to do that. 
But when that happens, I said, you know, I should dance. I love it. Okay. Last, anyway. but oh, go ahead. No, that's no, it. that was it. Last but not least, Keith Mori, where can people find you and and, and your getting your amazing products? Uh, supergoodstuff.com. Um, you should read my narrative cause the number one cause of all disease, cancer, and divorce. Uh, it's on the page, uh, on, under downloads, read that first, get a handle of how I think. And, and if, you know, if you want to call me, call me, I'll talk to you. I mean, if I get overwhelmed at one time, just like anybody, but at the present time, um, I have a manufacturer. I manufacture my own products. I'm manufacturing for other people. Um, and I'm pretty busy, but I always have time to talk to people, at least at this point. That's amazing. Keith, thanks so much for being on the show a second time, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you having these podcasts. All right. That's it for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Hack Life. And if you did, please share this episode on social media and then tag me at Joel Levin Coaching. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so that you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. Thanks a ton, guys, for the support.